Welcome to Collective Conversations. This episode is sponsored by the Jones Collective and Lighthouse Group. As the world mobilises to mitigate the impact of COVID-19, I ask Peter Nan Curvis, the CEO of Lighthouse, to tell us what our corporate leaders are putting in place for a world post the coronavirus. Hi, Peter. Hi, Susie. Good to speak to you. You too. Um, and we're a week on from when we spoke last time and uh, you're out of uh, like isolation at the moment. Day one release, as I say. Yes, it's it's good to, uh, not that the sort of situation allows you to do too much, but I certainly enjoyed getting outside the front gates today, uh, which was good. For a bit of exercise. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, um, we know that our last podcast, um, you know, had great feedback. So let's uh, unpack now the six key success factors for leadership transformation. So if you're looking at the transformation leaders need to make to be successful transforming their businesses, what do you look at? Well, right now, uh, what's happening is that there's everything that businesses needed to address with their products, with their customers, with their cash flow, with their people, anything that was sort of their pre-crisis is now kind of urgent. And and what I'm noticing is it's just accelerating the requirement for business transformation. Everything needs to be done faster. And so with that, there is a need for leaders to transform their own leadership to, to stay up and be at the same kind of concurrent with with what is required from the business. So, and and to do that, they need to have a system, you know, so that it's successful and all things are integrated, right? So if the objectives are changing that you need to focus in the business, the behaviours need to change. And if the behaviours need to change, leaders and people's mindsets need to change. And the structures of how they're working, if they're going to behave differently, they need to be organising themselves and their people in a different way. So, uh, and the things that they're accessing by way of tools and resources and things that are within the business are changing now and the need for that is changing. So you, you can't look at these things in isolation. It's why it's so important for leaders to have a system in terms of how they're approaching these things. And I'm going to talk about sort of six key things today that uh, are most important and relevant right now. So what objectives should leaders be setting right now? Well, the big distinction now is that there's clearly now two strategic horizons. There's there's the next three to six months, which is right upon us right now, and then there's the longer term. And so there's this real disparate sort of um, distinction between the two of those. And what that means for leaders is that they need to have a bifocal approach to those two time horizons. It's, you know, they need to stick to the plan, but essentially they need to re-navigate now because the whole with their leadership team because the context and the situation has dramatically changed. So, you know, to give you an example of that, we utilise a, a compass uh, that we license exclusively from news navigation. It's fantastic. And how we do that and how we operate that with uh, with our clients is that we, so north stands for your direction, right? So the direction you're heading. So if, you, if you've got a time horizon now of the next three to six months, you really need to look at your strategies that you've got for, which were typically probably three-year strategy horizon in context of the next three to six months and decide with your leadership team what needs to be sped up and, and what needs to stop and what needs to 
slow down possibly or say the same and you need to have that conversation quickly get aligned about what it is that we're going to now prioritize and from a east point of view which is really about culture and behavior it's really all about agility right now how do you respond really quickly and how do you get the most out of your collaboration with with your people because they really need it uh, and the south which is then about the change that's required a lot of it's connected to the mindset shift that's quickly required for people to be more agile and adapting new ways of working, which is a lot about unlearning things that they've previously done and the reference points they've had for the past because it is quickly changing and it's going to be change, changing completely different in the next three to six months. And it's a lot of what we've known is going to completely change. And, uh, and from a West point of view, which is all about uh, execution, it's now about what's your quarterly goals and priorities connected to your strategy that is going to deliver the most value and is most required in the next quarter. And that needs to be particularly for this April to June quarter that we're now fast in, uh, needs to be clear for everyone around what the priorities are. I really like that compass because it's something tangible you can hold on to and uh, sort of work out where you are. So what's the best mindset for dealing with the times right now? Yeah, so if that if if we just talked about leadership objectives being the sort of um, point one and point two then about you know, your mindset as a leader, this is and what I would suggest is the best leaders are looking at this now thinking like this, you know, one, I'm needed. I'm needed as a leader because my people need leadership and the business needs leadership. My customers need leadership. My family needs leadership. But but this so this is the time. This is the time for people to step up. This is the time for them to absolutely do their best work. And you, you, you see or you talk to, and I do, and I was talking to a CEO this week of a finance business who kind of thrived during the GFC crisis. And we we're talking about what thriving meant for him during this crisis. And he said, look, it's like being, for me, in a t tornado. I'm looking into the tornado and I've got my feet firmly on the ground and I can see all my competitors whizzing past in the sky. I've got, I can see all of the noise and the issues that are sort of in this tornado in the air that's kind of um, with a lot of people losing their way, right? And he said, I, it's, it's, it's my time when I get really centred and I get really clear about what I'm going to do with my people and my customers and the business and I've got a full commitment to 100% persevering through this and not only persevering but being my best through this. And I, I think that describes a great mindset uh, that, that leaders can follow. When making big decisions in difficult situations, what are examples of the right behaviour? Well, right now, most leaderships daily, and particularly in this kind of first stage of this crisis, in a way, is about the commercial decisions that they need to make with their on their people and wages, and it's a real balancing act between you know the profit, people, customers, assets, and what needs to be utilised or turned off, and the cash flow requirement. Probably growth is. Is 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 under hibernation for most uh, in the next kind of three to six months. So everyone's facing into different circumstances, and as a leadership team, it, it's really important to align on the common principles that can guide you in making these decisions. And because everyone, it, it can get quite tense and stressful at times like this when you're needing to make fast decisions. And if you have some principles to relate to, it really helps you. And I'll give you an example. I was 
talking to a CEO of a, a big technology business this week, and uh, he was saying that they actually are forecasting a pretty good result for this quarter, profit-wise, but they're also in the midst of cutting wages. And, you know, what's the right balance of message? And they were, we were talking about the need for him to have a narrative to his people about kind of what, what it is our main objective here, what are the principles that we're making these decisions by, and what's the priority then for us against those principles so that just everyone's, and, and the staff particularly, kind of understand the way that these decisions are being made. Because I think if people can understand that, they generally will engage and be quite flexible with, with what it is that's chosen to do. Indeed. Peter, what are the core capabilities you see as most important and who at the moment do you see demonstrating them? Because there's just so much information coming at us. Well, I'm really impressed with a lot of what I see. I, you know, I actually wrote to school principal of my daughter's school today saying, look, you know, I'm seeing the decisions you're making. I'm seeing the communication you're sending out to parents and to students. And, you know, it's just please acknowledge your leadership groups because I think it's great. I'm seeing I'm, and I'm talking to CEOs daily about their leaders and people and, you know, generally there's a really positive sentiment about how people are responding. Um, there's clearly two key capabilities right now and that's communication and decision-making. And the probably the global example is Andrew Cuomo, who's the New York governor that perhaps many people might have seen and talked about in contrast to many others in the U.S., but what what and he's really demonstrating those two things and and particularly when you look at how he's doing that. So what what he does is it's obviously daily. He brings facts and numbers to every discussion that he's having. He's talking about the whole system challenges and the leadership structure and the way they're working and the way they're trying to tackle things. He's modeling uh, social distance and how people should be operating within the communication that he's making uh, and he's demonstrating personal empathy and stories and examples of sort of his own life in reference to what he's wanting other people to think about and so he, he's kind of got the empathy on one side but this real assertiveness on the other side about pushing for what he wants and you know those those two things of communication decision making and I think in time he'll he'll stand up as being uh, you know a real a bill best case example of how to lead in uh, crisis. Mm, leading by example, showing the way. Peter, well, you and I, you're in your home office and I'm in mine. So what structures should leaders be having with their remote workforces now? There's, there's lots of good things I'm hearing too from bigger business around the resources that they're providing their leaders and the support they're providing to lead remote teams, which is great. You know, a lot of small smaller businesses probably have to find their own way with, with that uh, and it's more difficult. I, I think, you know, what I would suggest is that leaders try and really uh, emphasise, I think there's emphasis around the communication structures right now about doing that really well. I think that will start to dissipate as things normalise a little bit, but there's no doubt a need to emphasise culture and with social connection being missing and the amount of collaboration that we would normally get day to day being absent, it's really important for leaders to host some structures around collaborative forums. And talking to an MD of a healthcare business that's got a really highly engaged culture this week, you know, he was talking to me about, you know, virtual lunches, Friday evening or afternoon virtual drinks, virtual trivia quizzes that they're that they're getting their staff to run with each other 
just to get that social connection and uh, which which I think is one side, but the con- the converse of that is is now what's happening is that there's this multiplication of Zoom and Skype and calls that everyone's on, and I you know several guys I've talked to and girls I've got talked to this week saying they've got you know kind of thirteen video calls back to back each day kind of thing, right? Which has really is really sucking their diary in terms of some of the things they'd like to be working on, and so. With it, you've got to really manage this expectation of kind of people perhaps needing or feeling like they need to do the right thing and be in everything, and as opposed to setting some good empowerment and accountability up for people so that they can work independently, have their own time, have some key steps, have some feedback mechanisms, but not overdone. And at the moment, what I'm seeing starting to happen is people are getting a bit frustrated with just the amount that's that's there right now. And I, I think setting people up a bit clearer in terms of what outcome that you're looking for, uh, the process and agreeing on the process and, and agreeing on the kind of review mechanism for the things you're getting people to work on just gives people some guardrails to kind of work within without as much communication, which hopefully will be helpful. Because this is the first time that, uh, you know, the whole office has been working remotely for many and it's uncharted waters. And I suppose after we go another week, it's like, well, hang on, I need to prove that I'm doing things. So let's uh, have a meeting. So you mentioned Skype and Zoom and the other um, technology based programs. So what are the most important tools that they should be using? Yeah, as you said, many are not used to that. I mean, it's commonplace in our business. We've been using it for years, but for many businesses, it's quite, and for many leaders and people, it's quite new. And so the the quicker that you can get to understand how you can run a meeting on Zoom effectively or on Skype or whatever platform you're on, because, the you know, people need to be particularly participating they need to be included which needs to be a conversation which means it needs to be multi-dimensional just not from one person uh, but also you know I'll give you an example you know we're running now weekly uh, what we call unlearn forums for people to help help people and leaders look at mindsets that need to change to the different ways of working that they're working in at the moment and, you know, we've got chat rooms that we can organise people into to have one-on-one conversations. We can bring them back to the group where we're working on Google Docs so everyone's putting information in at the same time. Uh, you can see each other, everyone's on video, so the person that's talking is coming up first in the video. So, you know, you can achieve a hell of a lot in an hour if it's well-structured and well-hosted if that person needs to know how to do the meeting. So one of the first things is for leaders to just get comfortable working with that technology, uh, try it first internally with your own small team or some colleagues first to get the hang of it, but then start to branch out into into areas that you can influence because you can have some great conversations. And it's all about just generating action for people now so that people can be not stuck, but moving things forward in, in small and nimble and nudged ways that really are effective. And if you want to know how to do that, you know, we've got a number of free resources at Lighthouse that we're offering. So visit our website at uh, www.lighthousegroup.co and you can hook into structures that we're running and experience it for yourself at least so that you can see how others are doing it uh, hopefully well. 
I think uh, that was a good point you made too because uh, have a bit of a practice too, maybe not even in your small group, but have a bit of a practice if you're not used to it, doing it, even just with yourself in uh, your home environment before going out to that next step, then uh, start uh, perfecting it. Now, Peter, uh, you've got some great points there. Can you just go through those six points again? Yeah, sure. So the point is that the, the businesses and the business transformation is accelerating now with you. So there's a requirement for organisations to be to move faster, which means leaders need to transform and move faster to adapt. So what they need is a system of how they do that. That's an integrated system to affect the business transformation. There's six key factors. You need to look at your leadership objectives. Again, now in the context of the next three months, you need to set a mindset that's really uh, aligned to this objective that's going to bring out your best. Uh, you need to look at the key um, behaviours that are going to be most important for you as a, as a leader, connected to the mindset that you want to have. And then your two strengths. What are your two strengths as a leadership capability? And communication and decision-making should be right up there. And then the next point is the structure of leadership. So you need to set some structure that's aligned to the things that you're wanting to do and your objectives as leaders. And that's a lot about collaboration and agility right now. And then the tools that you can use, which are all about utilising the best communication forums right now to communicate effectively with your remote teams. Peter Nankervis, thank you very much. And until next week. Thanks, Susie. Yeah, glad to be here and uh, stay positive, everyone. Take action because that uh, that's what makes you feel good. See you next week.